What's poppin', y'all? It's your man DJ Steph Floss here with another episode of Friends of the Program. This is my favorite podcast. It'll probably be your favorite podcast as well. And today I have my amazing, amazing friend, designer, Brittany Peroni. Um, not to be confused with the beer. Wow. Not is are, is your family no. have anything to do with the beer? No, we're from Northern Italy, but we don't have an affiliation. You have no affiliation no. with the Peroni. Uh, fortunately beer. or unfortunately, we'll, we'll 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 get into that. We'll get into that in a minute. So what I've decided to do as far as the program, I want to have some um, some icebreakers. So I have a couple questions. Here we Just go. Just know any question that I ask you, I know the real answer to, and you'll probably get it wrong. Okay, wonderful. What's the plural? First question. What's the plural of octopus? Octopi. Do you really believe that? Yeah, because it sounds like that's what it's supposed to be. As opposed to what? Octopuses. Octopuses. Trust me. Octopuses. Where do you is, even look this up? It's one of those words. Trust me. I, I know. It's one, of, it's one of those words. Questionable. Ah, I'm right. <laughs> Cheesecake. Is it a cake or is it a pie? It's a pie. And why is that? Because it has a crust and it's not a flour fluffy sponge. You're right with that one. I believe that. Instagram or Twitter? I love Instagram because it's a visual platform, but I think Twitter is probably the superior app. I like that answer. And why is that? Because you are a designer. By yeah. the way, guys, like I said before, amazing designer, but you are a designer. So why do you feel Twitter is the superior platform? Because it's more transparent and it's more real time. So speaking of real time, so the algorithm with Twitter is really like, I, I don't really understand what's going on. I can't see my friends post and people that I'm really following post in real time. So is this a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I think it's a double-edged sword because the algorithm is supposed to help us see the things that we want to see more often. But I think they're really doing it for the ad reasons of generating money for themselves. So is it hurting us, the quote-unquote well, creators, well, or is it helping? The, it's, also, it's also meant to be like, well, if I like repeated patterns of pictures, then they want to show me those things more often. But as far as my friends go and seeing things when they're happening, I would prefer, I would prefer also as a small business owner that we got rid of the algorithms. Yeah, because I believe, like, so with that being said, so if I start liking certain kind of pics... Yes, certain pictures will continue... To pop up? Yes. So one would have to stop liking certain... Yes. All right, we'll get back to that. Favorite yes. HBO series of all time? I'm going to have to go with The Shop. The Shop. That's a great... That is a great answer. One of my favorite episodes... Uh, excuse me, one of my favorite series of all time. But I've been watching HBO since I was like not supposed to be watching HBO like since I was a child, child. So I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll probably tell you what's my favorite episode, uh, excuse me, what my favorite series uh, before we get up out of here. But as we continue on once again, my esteemed guest today, yes, esteemed guest is Brittany Peroni. You know what's crazy? So, you know, we know each other and we're yes. like, our friendship is growing yes. daily. especially Rap every, Rapidly. Ra at a rapid pace. And every time I'm in LA or, you know, last time I saw you, we were in Scottsdale. And I learned a lot about, Turn I thought you were, I thought you were from, Portland, Oregon. So um, for those of us, like myself, getting to know your personal life a little more and those that may not be so familiar with you, mm -hmm. give us a little of your background. Yeah. So I consider Portland home because mm -hmm. I spent the vast majority of my life there. But I was born in Scottsdale and then grew up in Lake Oswego, Oregon. And that, that's like a pretty famous place, right? It's a popping spot. Why is that? Because we have great high schools. We have great high school rivalry um, between Lake Oswego and Jesuit. We had several athletes come out of there. Um, like who? Um, Lake Oswego, Kevin Love. Uh, go Cavs. <laughs> go Cavs. Kevin was a senior when I was a freshman. Hmm. Um, very large at the time. I remember bumping into oh. the hall. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, I remember bumping into him. Like, I was looking down, and I was like, oh, my God, and, like, ran away into, like, the hallway. Oh, God. Great, great memory. You were like a starstruck uh, freshman. Yes, I was. I, I also had his same English book. Aw. Yeah. You're like... I remember these things from ninth like grade. You're like a super fan. 
I was when I, I was in ninth say, grade. I want to say the G word, but you're like a super. My fan. grandma was his neighbor. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it goes on. You're anyway, like stalking. You're like Joe. You're like <laughs> Joe Goldberg. Now, like, you're like you. Yeah. No, you're like Joe Goldberg. Um, yeah. So, so we got Kevin Love. Who else? Uh, Clay Thompson uh, and Dominican Sue went to Grant High School. Um, you know, obviously the Oregon Ducks um, okay. is a great program. Okay. So you went to college up there? No, I. But I just associate that with because people know about Lake Oswego, okay. you know, Eugene, the whole thing. Anyway, right. um, no. So then I I graduated from Lake Oswego High School. I went to Arizona State for industrial design. Okay. Um, I interned for Nike during college as a footwear designer. Uh, I was the first Nike retail employee to mm-hmm. make the jump. Uh, into design. Oh, congratulations. That's dope. I didn't know I was that. a poster child for a project called Field First. Um, it was funded by, like, the Nike retail team. And that was really exciting because it was something that was uh, unexplored, undefined, and they were kind of building it as we went. And so, yeah, I interned for women's training and golf when I was 20 or 21. And then I got recruited back after to go to the Nike running team. And then I went to the cleated team after that. And, yeah, it was, it was a fun ride. So how did your like your experience with, like, Nike, did you feel like you were obligated to do an internship? Y'all know in college, like, you, you must do internships and things mm-hmm. for, for um, you know what I'm saying, for... For experience and all that, did you do that because of college, or was this something that you always wanted to do? Did you always want to no, work with Nike? No, that's a very well. That's a, it's a, actually a very specific story. So, um, some people are familiar with uh, the Hatfield brothers, Tinker Hatfield yeah. designed Jordan shoes. Um, he has a brother named Toby as well. Toby designed the Presto. He did Michael Johnson gold cleats. Um, he was the lead on the Nike Free Technology development. Um, he does a lot of the fencing stuff, and then he has designed pretty much all of Tiger Woods' shoes. He was my pole vault coach, and I had no idea who, wow. he, who he was. And at the time, my parents... So wait, hold on. Backtrack. Yeah. You did pole vaulting? In- I was a gymnast for 10 years, <laughs> and then I quit when I was 16, and I made the transition to... Uh, to pole vaulting because a lot of the a lot of the body language and body control body awareness is the same in those sports so it just it was the easiest thing and track and field is like one of the most underrated incredible sports it's such a like shout out to run runners run with the winners soft soft plug right there I'll let you continue (laughs) so so yeah I transitioned to track and field my junior year I wasn't great at it but I enjoyed it um so, yeah, so he was my coach, and at the time, my parents were divorcing, and so he kind of stepped in as dad, and my sister and I didn't really know, like, who he was as far as his legacy with the company. Right. I was doing ceramics and making teapots and wanted to be an architect, and he was He's like... so cultured. <laughs> he was like, I think you would like industrial design, um, you know, you should come to work with me. And so I went to work with him when I was 17. And at the time, um, that that space was called The Kitchen, and that was Tinker's team um, with, like, Wilson Smith and um, several other guys, Aaron Cooper, um, several, several guys that kind of were the original godfathers of, like, sneaker footwear. And I met most of them that day and literally knew, like, this is what I want to do for like the rest of my life. So I walked off the Nike campus at 17 saying, I'm going to be a Nike footwear designer. Uh, And it was very just like probably the best thing that probably could have happened because I think the earlier you have direction in life, the, the further, the easier it is for you to go far because you get a head start more or less. Cause I think a lot of people spend time doing a lot of exploration, which is necessary. If you don't know what you wanted, I just happened to figure that out. Um, and it just was a match because I was like, hold on, I get to draw stuff and get paid. Like, and then at some point you're going to hold a 3d object in your hands and it's going to be your brain, but now you're holding it. It's going to come to life. It's crazy. Yeah. So you walked off to campus 17, Yeah. still in high school. You go back to high school. Yep. Finish high school. Finish high school. You graduate. You're still like, I'm I'm doing this. I'm going to go work for Nike. I'm going to college for industrial design. Yep. Guess what? I'm still going to work for Nike. Yep. 
Day one orientation of college, people are like, what do you want to do? You know, and it's design school. So design school is pretty limited, like, um, so a design school, like a four year, two year, four year, it's a four year. year. Okay. So typically, so there's like the Ivy league design schools, like an art center or a RISD or, uh, like CCS in Detroit is an incredible school. And then there's a couple state programs like Arizona state, um, uh, North Carolina, where Jason Petrie went. Um, shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jason. Syracuse has a program. Uh, Ohio State has a the, program. The Ohio the State University. Asterisk, the Ohio the, State. No, no, what do you mean, asterisk? <laughs> I had to go back and add it in. Oh, okay, right, thank the, you. The, <laughs> the Ohio State has a program. Um, Cal State, Long Beach, et cetera. So uh, Arizona State. Um, my mom had a vacation home there, so I happened to get in-state tuition. And by the way, your mom—you guys don't know this. I know her mom's. Her mom's name Desiree. I've never Desiree. Not, I've never met a shout out to mom named Desiree. That's the coolest mom's name. All right, so your mother. Yeah, mom's a G. So we got in-state tuition, and I got a scholarship, so it was a no-brainer to go there. And then, when you go through design school, you're developing a skill set. So everything from like you know, identifying problems to solve. That's the difference between like an apparel designer and a product designer is our focus is on like users. So if we're designing the mic, it's like, what are the issues with the mic? Um, and what are we solving for and researching that? And then that's a product designer. That's a product designer. And so that was a skill set that we were building. And that's really what Nike was looking for and does look for is, is young people with like kind of wild, crazy minds that can solve things in a unique way. Um, innovation is paramount. And so going to school, you're basically gaining a skill set to help you capture your mind on paper. So you go into Nike, your first your first day on the job, quote-unquote job, internship, what are you working on? I was in women's training. I was split between women's training and golf, which was really fun. I got to work on two teams. Day one on the job. And this is apparel or these are footwear? No, this is footwear. All footwear. All sneakers. So what, the entire time you were in Nike, you were working on footwear the yes. entire time? Yep. Okay. Yeah, which was the only thing I wanted to do. Um, yeah, so interning was fire because it, it helps you put, like, immediate experience that... Like you learn all these skills, but you don't really know how to apply them or how does how does this work in the real world? So I was kind of following around our design director for like a week and just getting the hang of like there's a lot of terms at Nike, a lot of acronyms, um, a lot of dates and gates that have names and meaning. So just even orienting yourself, like where are we in the process? How is footwear developed? Um, what is the expectation at these meetings? Like the what is the work that I have to show up with? So that was a lot of that. And then sketching, lots and lots of sketching. So you go from you go from women's mm -hmm. training uh -huh. and women and golf. And, and golf. Yep. So I saw something recently which I had no idea and like we've been knowing each other for a while. Mm -hmm. So shout out to my Cleveland Browns. By the way, the Browns Super Bowl mm -hmm. champions twenty twenty one. Trust me, trust me. I saw um Jarvis Landry was um yeah. He was doing some workouts um, a couple of summers ago, and he out on a sneaker, and I saw you post a sneaker, and you had worked on that, the, yeah. the cleat. And so did you go immediately from women's training to football, or no. what was the transition? So I interned in women's training in golf. That was still in college. So then I had to go back and finish university, and then I graduated. And Finish university? You said, by the way, you just said that like you're from like Canada. <laughs> We, I'm like, cultured, we okay? No, 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 we don't really just say university. <laughs> it stays like, all right, but I'll let you get that off. Just like we're going to have a proper meal yeah, later. proper meal, right? <laughs> hello, so, governor. Hello, governor. Um, yeah, so I went back and finished, and then I went uh, to the running team for a year. Okay. And running was dope because I got to work on, like, basically special projects within running. Mm -hmm. um, I was by far the youngest on the team, and I think... That's one thing that Nike really loves is young people right. because that's where you're connected to culture. Um, and because culture moves so fast, it's like they want to work with people that are in the middle of that. So that was cool because I got tossed a lot of fun projects that I probably wouldn't have um, otherwise. And plus running is a very like robust program at Nike. It's like, I mean, it's the birthplace of um, the company. company right, right. So um, to work at like literally the most pro high profile category I was like very spoiled because right. I was like, holy cow, this is the resources they get. These are the trips they go on. This wow. is like, I was, I was 
shook to say the least. So did you bounce from do you bounce from that to well from what you were working on to running because you wanted to, or does the the internship or the program put you in these different um, categories and then you just you do what you have to do? Um, you get to choose, basically, is what I'm asking. You get to set an intention and say, I want to work in this group or I want, you know, like I want to move to basketball. OK, well, how do we get you ready for basketball? Okay. So there's there's like tiers of experience that are required. And that's that's not necessarily subscribing to a specific category. It's more like what design director are you going to work under that's going to develop you into the designer that will be capable to handle this mm-hmm. tier of project? So you're overall... So, your the highest plateau that you wanted to reach with Nike with a design, what shoe would have been? Would have been a running shoe? Would have been a women's golf shoe? Would have been a, a, mm, a men's football cleat or a, a soccer cleat, a football cleat? Like, what was... Um, wow. I've never really thought about that. I mean, I thought about it when I was there. Um, I wanted to basically marry... There's this guy named Gmo. You wanted um, to marry Gmo? Is, no. is he still single? No, or? no. Uh. <laughs> I wanted to marry... I wanted to marry... Tinker, or not Tinker, sorry, Toby's job with Gmo's job. Okay. Gmo is like the guy that's doing all the collaborations in Jordan Brand that's like very in touch with what's going on in culture. Um, but that's mostly driven through like the Jordan retro business. Um, but Toby's job is like to innovate for Tiger Woods, innovate for the fencer, innovate for Michael Johnson. Like, and so I felt like there was there there was some sort of media mediary job that I didn't necessarily see at the time. I mean, I think someone like Jason Petrie does it um, naturally and instinctually. He has to because, like, a basketball shoe has to be worn on and off court. Um, So something like that. But it was was more along the lines of um, something that didn't quite exist yet. So... I don't. I didn't really have a specific shoe. I, I'm more the person that likes coming up with con- high high concept ideas, and then letting those things become the DNA for languages that actually get applied to product that goes to retail. So speaking of high like concept ideas and like things like that, at some point you decided that you know what I'm going to design my own brand. Mm-hmm. Was this um, a passion growing up was this in high school, college, or was this at Nike? You're thinking like, "Yo, I'm on these different teams. I'm designing this. I'm doing very well with this. Mm-hmm. I'm into this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this." Or yeah. When did you decide that? Um, well, that I mean, I always i i knew I knew since I started design school that at some point I would run on my own. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, I've been trying to start things my whole life. I mean, I had like a strawberry milkshake stand and I grew strawberries and sold milkshakes. Like you are lying. I did. My sister and I, yes, you didn't grow strawberries. We grew strawberries in the backyard. So how how do you make a strawberry milkshake from scratch? Hurry up right now. We just Very were quickly. growing the strawberries. Uh, that was oh, all. So we like, were 10 years old. Crushing them up. Yes, we were. Milking cows. And, and then there was there was too much seeds in them, so then we had to strain the seeds out. We also By had... By the way, you said too much seeds. That's why I know you don't know the plural of octopus, because it's too many seeds. Too many seeds. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Noted Take for a later. Shot, by the way. Okay. Oh, is that your, is that what we're doing when you mess up Bad English? You, you mess up grammar. You got to take a shot. By the way, she's taking a shot. I've uh, tequila, right? Don't. Uh, it's just strong. Don't. It's strong. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. I know. Okay. Whew. So you always wanted to do your brand. By the way, speaking of tequila, her brand is. Is it Peroni or is it B Peroni or it's is it D Peroni? Is D D D I D? Is it based off your mother's name or? Uh, it should be. Shout out to Desiree. Shout out to Desiree. So Peroni, not to be confused with Peroni the beer, or is, <laughs> is that your family or? No, that is not the fam. Uh, Peroni. Well, let me let me backtrack. Let me backtrack just a little bit. So. The reason that we even that Deeproni even exists was I had I had been traveling with Nike as we do uh, internationally, and that brought visibility and exposure to other walks of life that I just had never seen before. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember going on a specific trip to Vietnam and being just sort of like arrested by the 
experiences that I was seeing that people were living day to day. And there was a woman outside my hotel who looked very like mangled, like she had been through a fire or something. And, um, I pretended she was there the first night we walked by, she was there the second night and we all went up to our rooms and I pretended like I was going to get off the elevator on my floor and I just went back down and I went and I sat with her and I was just like crying because I was like, this is a human being that's existing on the other side of the world. She has no like hope. She has no control. She has no, um, you know, like tomorrow basically like what is her tomorrow I don't know and I couldn't ask her questions because of the language barrier but all I wanted was for her to know that I see you like all these people are walking by you not looking at you you have one eye you have a child in your arms half your body is distorted and like yet you're conscious so I just held her hand and I she could see that I was like visibly crying and I just pulled as much money as I had out of my wallet and like not the, I don't know what's the right thing to do in that environment right. but that but was my like risk response. And sometimes in that case like people can be abducted and and tormented to to look mangled to gain more money off the right. street etc. But guess what that has nothing to do with you. You can No, you can but it impacted it. me yeah, yeah, greatly yeah. to yeah. the point that I couldn't shake it for like 3 weeks. I was just crying in my bed when I got home. I was and, like And I say that as in, like, I know sometimes you can't, like, it's hard to trust everybody. And I know some people make a living, but guess what? I I give money to people all the time, and I'm like, they're like, well, that guy, I know he does this. And I'm like, guess what? I don't know that. And it's not for me to, I, listen, I, I, if he is giving over on me, if she is getting over on me, that's on them. Yeah. I won't feel right letting them, you know, so. You have to just do what your heart tells you to do. So, so that impacted me. That impacted me heavily enough that two years later, I ended up quitting my job to go to Africa. Quitting your job at Nike. At Nike to go to Africa to work with women and children, and that that was the initial thing that had like sparked the idea that like wow, I want to spend real time like doing something like this. Was this one of those trips and uh, moments in your life where it's like finding myself and mm-hmm. like gaining um, some passion or perspective on life that? May have been like I may have been jaded from because you yeah. know, I grew up in Lake Oswego yeah. and <laughs> went to Arizona State and then worked for Nike and had my own I had a bubble. strawberry had my own I strawberry did. tree in the backyard. Yes. So was this was this one of those things that's like well? Yes, I, but it also was like I I was struggling with a lack of purpose because I I realized even the entrepreneur in me was like okay, this whole idea of a nine to five and PTO is like not it for me. Mm -hmm. Like I remember in college, every minute of every day was saturated with like productivity, intention and like direction. And then I got to this, the, just the idea of working a job at all. It could have been any job. And that, wait a minute, we go home at five or five 30. And then that's and it. And now what? Like, that's okay, it. so I'm like sitting on my couch. You get to catch up on your TV shows. What do you mean? I said you get to eat dinner. You get to catch up on your TV <laughs> shows. You get to get a good night's sleep. I, you get to wake up and you get to do it all over again. Yes, that formula did not work for BP whatsoever. You know what's crazy about that side note? Mm-hmm. So we were out yesterday and, um, you know, we were at Soul yes. House Warehouse and, um, remember Sycamore? Remember yeah. the conversation we had towards yeah. the end of the night where he was talking about, um, the passion and doing craft, things. yeah, craft. Like yep. your craft is what got you here. Facts. That's what that what you just said just made me yep. think of that again. And it's yep. so crazy because you're like, we, you know, everyone has to make a living, mm-hmm. but everyone, like all of us, especially right now, we're very, we're very much into our craft. Yeah, and sometimes it's you true. battle with we're in a how, renaissance time. Yeah, and sometimes you battle with you know how to continue with your amazing craft. Yep. Also, how to make a living yep. the life that you would like really want to like live. Like to live, yeah. And 100%. sometimes you got to, like we talked about sacrifice. last night, sometimes you got to sacrifice and really just go with your craft. Yep. And what? And bet on your craft. And bet on your craft. And bet on your talent. Um, I think if you get enough, you know, you get a couple tastes of a few wins, it validates you enough to feel like I can I can jump and I'm not going to fall. Right. I might stumble, I might scrape my knee, but I'm not going to wipe out. Right. Um, and I think that's the confidence that Nike gave me was like, okay, if I can make it in here, I'm going to be fine. Right. Um, there are literally thousands of kids that apply to intern. There are thousands of people that want to be, you know, footwear designers at Nike. And like, I knew that 
if I could prove that I could hang there and I could produce there at, you know, at the level that I was able to, like, I'm good. So you went to Africa? Yeah. You were in Africa for how long? So that, that was an interesting thing. I was supposed to go for six months to Zimbabwe. That mm-hmm. was the plan when I quit my job. Um, and Mugabe, who was the um, prime minister, whatever the term is there, um, he stepped down. And he was he was a tyrant, and so there they just went into political uproar. It was, oh, so it was very riot. volatile, oh, rioting, wow. and so I couldn't even I couldn't even go at that point. It wasn't even safe, so I ended up having like three months off, um, and they rerouted me to Ethiopia. And three days after I landed in Ethiopia, their prime minister got pulled out of power, who had been in power for forty years. And so they were burning cars and, like, the roads to the villages that I was supposed to go to outside the cities were, like, blocked. So I ended up just staying in Addis Ababa for a month. Is that East Africa as well? That's East Africa. Um, it's right over by Somalia. Okay. Um, so there's th- always been, like, for years, there, there's, there's been tension with East Africa, with Somalia, with yes. Eritrea, with Ethiopia, yeah. over the, like, the, the, the seaway. The Red Sea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's still or like the that, Dead right? Sea, yeah. It's, still- it's the Dead Sea, yeah. It is, and then there's a lot of piracy with Somalia as you go down into the Indian Ocean area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that I mean, there wasn't uh, um, Ethiopia has never been colonized by anybody, right. which is great. So they don't they have a very, well. First of all, they're very nationalist. They're very they have great sense of pride, and they also don't harbor like negativity towards other cultures because nobody's Nobody's, ever invaded them. So it's a safe country as far as people. They're very friendly. um, Beautiful people. Beautiful people. people. Yeah, small people and beautiful people. Beautiful people. So, yeah, so I ended up going with the ex-prime minister's wife. Um, Her name is Mulu. She runs an organization called Life Center. And basically... She helps support um, single mothers battling HIV or single parent situations or single caregiver situations. Um, and, and like, well, now it's grown. Um, but at the time, I think it was like 150 children. Uh, and they can come there after school. They get food. They get help with their homework. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a, a boys and girls club type um, situation. But, but for their assistance, like we would go to the homes and meet with people and... It was yeah, it was amazing. So but it while was you're inspiring. while you're over in Africa doing this, have you given up design? Are you just like I didn't know. That was the thing. That was the thing. When I quit Nike, I had no plan. Right. I was like, I'm just leaving. I'm leaving the country, and I'm gonna go do this, and I'll figure it out when I get back. Um, that's that's you know that's actually kind of crazy. It's nuts. No, that's ins- like that's kind to of leave crazy. a career job like that. But I saw I saw your mom's house in Scottsdale, so it's it's not as crazy as if I would have done it, because you know you had something. There was a safety net. Oh, there was. A, as far definitely. as far as I didn't, I wasn't going to be without a roof over my head. Right. They were not going to pay my bills, right. you know, and fund my life by any means. But I could at least sleep on the couch until necessary. Right. So. So at what point over there did you decide? You know what? I I got what I needed to get. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Mm-hmm. Well, I received what I needed to receive mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go back and get to work. Um, I sort of, I, I, there's this, there's this a hotel there that we had gone to have meetings with different people and I had gone out on the patio and this I'm big on, like, thesis statements. Like, I basically keep a running list of thesis statements um, about, like, I'll go through a situation, and I'm like, what did I take away from it? Mm. And I now had to, like, reinvent myself because everything had been about Nike. Everything had been about being a footwear designer. Um, And the statement that came to me in that moment, standing on the patio looking out, was sunset. And I said to myself, you've had dreams before, but your dreams can evolve with you. And so it was like, I need a new dream. You made this up? Yeah. Have you patented this or like no. trademark? That's amazing. I'm gonna start putting that on like. I need that. a new that's dream. Gonna be, that's gonna be my new. Uh, that's gonna be my le- my next caption. Yeah. So I was like, I need a new dream. What is the new dream? And and so then I was like, well, well, I love these children. I love these babies. Like I I come here and I feel like all is right in the world. They're so happy. 
Um, and basically, they just need like basic resources. Like they do not need to be westernized. Yes. We and need to learn so from happy them. With yes. Your basic resources yes. and the necessities. Yeah, they don't have depression. They don't have anxiety. Like I mean, I'm sure that those things exist, but they exist for different reasons. Right, not Instagram. Not Instagram. I was just about to say that. <laughs> they exist for real reasons. Food, shelter, you know, family, disease. Not likes. Not likes. Yeah. Um, not DMs. None of the, none of those things. How are your DMs looking right now? <laughs> the DMs stay popping. I can't, <laughs> I can't even lie. <laughs> so, so I knew at that moment I needed a new dream, and I'm standing in Africa, and I'm like, this is insane. Like, I never thought my life would put me in this in this place. Um, and it was just so much gratitude as well. It was right. like, okay, this was also a dream was to come and help, like right. come. And so I was like, okay, so now, okay, I did the Nike thing, cool. Now I'm done the Africa thing. I need to bridge these things. They they need to marry and like, so that's actually a funny story because I had um, in my time off from quitting Nike and leaving the country, I had hit um, our mutual friend PR with Roll with the Winners, and I had let him. Shout out PR RWTW. Yes, and I. You haven't already done the Parvera um, podcast, have you? I have not. That's right, so that I got you be, first. You right. did get me PR first. I got it first. All right, so back <laughs> it to is PR. What it is. <laughs> yeah, so I had, I had. Um, just kind of paid attention to what he had put out. And I was like, you know, he has a brand, which is what everybody, he has the, he has the respect um, from a brand positioning that everybody wants. Right. And I think everybody grinds for he. And PR's track record with Nike and everything he's done. Yeah, he already, he already has all of that. So, but I noticed that like he was mostly putting out like tees and hoodies, but it wasn't like active on the site or anything. Right. So I was like, hey, like let me basically show you my skill set. And um, and so I had started just developing some concepts for him. And that was kind of really what launched me into doing the whole thing on my own. So I had started that project. So Deep Peroni started with RWTW basically. Yeah. In what capacity? What did you do? Did you do the like the hoodie or did you do the... The tea, the... Like, I didn't what? do apparel for him. I had just done some, um, like, backpack and packaging concepts oh, for him. backpack. Yeah. It was, like, white. Uh, the packaging was white. Yeah, backpack yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, the backpack was black. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, but that basically, going through that process for him, um, my mom was in Scottsdale. When I left Portland, I put all my stuff in her living room, and I had a couple relationships, like, very few relationships in L.A. at the time. And so I drove out here and I was like, hey, I basically promised this guy a backpack. Um, he's, you know, I've never designed or built a backpack before in my life. Hold but on, so had you known PR before this or you just reached out, you, you saw him? Or? We was cool on Instagram. Oh, okay, okay. We was, but we was just like not, I wasn't like running with his crew. Right, right, right. You know, it was just like we had enough mutual friends and like. Um, that you feel comfortable reaching out like, listen, I can help you with this yeah. or I can do this. Yeah, we had we had just been cool, and I was like, hey, like, I have a skill set that probably would be useful to you, and it would be a fun thing for me. So, so I drove to L.A. Um, probably like I don't know how many times. I really like that about you. I love that about you. Like, you seek something, and you're just like, I'm just gonna go do it. Yeah, that was. I mean, I think if there's anything that marks my way of going about things, and that's something I tell a lot of young designers is like, do the work, and then let people critique the work, mm -hmm. because that gives them something practical it gives them a handle for them to respond to you um and that and that was how i've i've, I've networked my entire life by doing the doing the work or a, a body of work for somebody to have see critique and then let that you know open the doors that i want to get into that's how i got into nike um so yeah so I had hit him. He was like, cool, love the sketches, you know, let's rock with it. So I was driving over here, and I had three months. I got about 50% through the project, left the country, went to Africa, came back, was finishing. And that was when I came, when I came back. I was like, hold on. Um, I, can, I can do this. Right. Because I, I like building something on your own is completely different than plopping yourself in a system and functioning as a creative. Right, correct. So you need resources. You need to know where factories are. You need to source materials. You need to, you know, there's there's minimums. There's a lot of things. Right. So I basically had figured that out because I had to because I promised PR this bag. Right. So 
Um, and I think that's a great thing. A great lesson is when you put your, when you put your feet to the fire, you kind of are like, you have to do you it. You have to do it. Yeah. So, and I love putting myself. Cause you would have looked so crazy jumping out there saying, let me do this for you. And yeah. then falling short yeah. or just not and doing it whatsoever. That's not, that's not a type of project that you, that's like a, in, in some cases, an opportunity of a lifetime. Like right. P doesn't really move like that. Like he, he only messes with who he messes with Correct. for, for great reason. And so I knew I knew enough of that for even just from coming from Nike I was like I can't mess this up. Also, I have plenty of design friends that follow me on social media and I knew that like anything I put out that I do post Nike has to be like so dialed be fire, yeah. because it has to I have to continue I don't I'm not sitting on Nike's name anymore. Correct. So I have to live up to the hype of my own name, you know, and keep pushing that and so I was like this is the perfect thing. So you did the backpack. Um, did the bag and then um, came back, finished that. And so that's when I just started making stuff on my own and, um, you know, started the trademark process, got the company, did the whole nine. Let's talk about the trademark process because Ooh, I yes. know about the trademark process that you've been going through. Yes. And you have, I mean, can we, can we legally talk? Sure. About, I mean, I don't, can we legally talk we about can. it? We yeah. can, So Peroni. It was funny because we were at Soho Warehouse. Shout out to Soho Warehouse again. Yeah. Um, it's the spot. Yeah, we were there um, yesterday. And what did the guy come up to you? And he actually, he thought you were a that bartender. That was insane. So By I was, the way, he thought you, she, he, they, the guy thought she was a bartender, first of all, because she was wearing all, it was Sunday. <laughs> she was wearing all white. She had went to church. And I'm like, yo, you're really uh, going to just go wear all white to church? We're and holy like, and pure. I'm holy and pure. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's on her. 10th, 10th mimosa. But anyway, the guy asked you, he said he thinks you're a bartender because, first of all, you're yes. in space that you're not supposed to be in. Yes, I was charging my phone and behind said, the bar. And he asked you. And nobody was back there, so it looked like I was running the show. Yeah, he asked you for it. And said, then he asked me, hey, can I get a Peroni? Not knowing that my last name is Peroni, nor my company name is Peroni. And that she was kind of beefing with Peroni. So I found out like a couple months ago that... Um, Basically, you had to halt on your your creative process and your brand process. Yes. Because of the beer company. Yes. And which actually I find flattering. But it's very flattering. But I didn't know somebody brought up something yesterday too when we mentioned this to someone. Is that true that if it's your actual name, you shouldn't have went through that, or you don't? You no, know? that has that holds no paramount. It'd be like Mc, McDonald's, like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. big if whoop. I'm, if I'm Steph McDonald's, I yeah. can't just start. No. McDonald's. Have fun. <laughs> a Good McDonald's luck. comedy. Yeah, they're gonna be Good like, luck. no. They'll <laughs> drain you until you're on the street. So Peroni got wind of you somehow. Yeah. So when you go through the trademark process, um, basically your mark gets published for opposition, um, meaning there's a 30 day window. Anybody who owns a mark uh, is allowed to contest the mark and disagree with the final publication and registration. And we were down to like 12 hours. Uh, in that 30-day window. And my lawyer got an email at like 7 p.m. from their counsel saying, please... It was almost over. Yes, it was almost over. Like, it would have gone live the next morning. Oh, wow. Um, So they caught it and was like, uh, we would like consent to extend on on, uh, contesting this. I consented. Uh, If I didn't consent, I would have just gotten sued. Right. So... Obviously, you're going to consent. And then um, that began a lovely 12, not 12, 11-month correspondence with Miller Coors um, until we finally came to Deep Peroni, which is the... Oh, that's why it's Deep Peroni now. The original spelling of my family name is P-I-E-R-O-N-I, which is what the spelling is now. I had taken the I from the the first part, P-I, and I had moved it to the end. Okay. So that was why, like, aesthetically, I liked how that looked. Um, so, but my kind of mission to get to get to the point of marrying my brain with my heart um, is Abraham Lincoln is my favorite president. We well, share. Hold on, come on, like. Yes. Come on, you didn't. Let me, like, you weren't even around. Like, oh, because of the abolishment of slavery. Like, what well, it, like, for that. Oh, one. thank you, thank you. As a black man, I appreciate that. Yes, yes, we love. <laughs> we, we love Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, it's, it's the beard and the so, outfits. So we have the same birthday, me and Abe, and so his Gettysburg <laughs> no, Address. Okay. 
because of the people, my guy, of the people, by the people, for the people. And so I took that and um, I'm doing of the culture, by the talent, for the world. And that's kind of the three buckets that I'm, you know, sharing my brand through. So DI is Italian for by. Okay. So it's by Peroni. By Peroni. I like uh, by Peroni. Heyo. You you have no idea what that I just did, right? By Peroni. You don't remember the old. Uh, yeah, you're a little younger I'm than me. I'm too little. Nah, yeah, you're a little younger than me. So it's all good now. So basically, you had you came from, left Nike, went to Africa. Yep. Put your career on hold. Yep. Left Africa, rejuvenated, charged up. I'm about to do this. I need new dreams. Yeah, let's do this. Started working again, and then you had to get put on hold. Yeah, for, for a another, year. For another... All of 2019. So basically until right now. Yep. So you're ready to go now. Yeah. So We're ro- we rocking and rolling. We are rocking. Give me five more times. We, hold on. We rocking. You got to take a shot. It's supposed to be we're rocking and rolling. Oh, didn't I say that? And you got to take a real... She's taking a shot. No, like a sip is great. No, I know you got a sip. We're rocking and rolling. We're rocking and rolling. So I, um, I actually meet me at Warehouse. Shout out to Warehouse again. Shout out to um, Warehouse. A couple of last times I was here, and I was you know, we talked times. about some designing. Yes, facts. We talked about some designing and maybe designing some running shoes and things like that. That's what I want to do. Okay. What do you want to do with your brand now, and what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Right now, I overheard, by the way, shout out to Hebrew Brownlee. So, shout out to um, Hebrew. I was able to, by the way... I'm so glad I was able to do that. I was able to introduce Brittany to um, one of my favorite artists, um, Hebrew Brownlee, the other day. And, well, you know, you know where we were at. Yeah. But, um, shout out to Warehouse. Shout out to Warehouse. And um, we were able to introduce. And, you know, I didn't want to be that guy that's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Hebrew, this is, you know, Brittany, Brittany. And I was like, I don't want to blow up the spot. But at some point, he mentioned Chicago. And Brittany's like, hold on. He Brantley? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is him. <laughs> so I overheard Tactfully, you, of course. Yeah, no, very tactfully. It wasn't groupyish at all. Um, but I overheard what you talked about with Hebrew, and I didn't even know that myself. Mm-hmm. So you want to continue to do apparel and stuff, but you also want to do what is what were you was it live action? Yeah, so uh, I so because I mean the great thing about working at Nike is it gives you a platform. Yeah. So that was the, I would say that was the thing that, that caused people on social media to kind of follow me initially. And so I've just been able to, to garner, um, a design following and I've been asked to come and speak at, at different conferences and, um, been on different panels, universities, et cetera. So I have gotten an incredible response from those speaking engagements. And also my DMs are constantly I mean, constantly, like daily, I'm getting DMs from college kids about design career, a, a lot from young women as well as like, how, how do you do what you do in the corporate space, um, et cetera. So I feel like that is truly my passion. Not to be confused with the other DMs we were talking about earlier. No, 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 no. You Those said- are two separate. You know, you can separate your DMs now from primary in general. Oh, I saw that. Yes, it's but fire. It's, it's, I, I, look. Let's go to the DMs right now. I've tried to go down out. in the yeah, DMs. I've tried to go to the DMs. I got some DMs that's popping right now. But these are our business. These are our business. So but, uh, business. What do you put your, what's primary? Pri- where, where would I be in your DMs? You're in primary. So what's general? General is people that no, I have. I didn't even know. Yeah, look got, at that. I got general from seven weeks ago. So, yeah, you better go through there. That's look 20 weeks ago. People is trying to talk to you. All right, anyway. I'm glad I helped you. All right, back to the back <laughs> to the young ladies that are in your primary yes. talking about design. Yeah, so basically basically my true passion is like being an enabler. And that's because I had, you know, someone like Toby in my corner since I was 17, you know, not not just rooting for me but tactically helping me develop as a designer. Um, my mentor Aaron Cooper for 3 years really pushed me. They say. Yeah. And no he, idea who that is. Uh, he's an icon. He did all the Pippins and a lot of other things. Oh, nice. Zoom Generations, I think. Um, anyway, so I, I feel bad now, so I don't know. That's fine. I'll edit this out. <laughs> I'll be like, AC, my God. No, listen. <laughs> so, point being that a lot of young people need support. They need 
tactical help to get to where their dreams are. And I, and I know that I had that and I don't take that for granted. So the point of the brand, um, is basically to make do dope shit to help people. Yo, it's crazy. This podcast was totally like PG 13 until that moment. Sorry. Take a shot. Wow. I'm not going to even edit it out. I don't think I've cursed publicly, and I might do it at some point on this podcast. I should have asked. I apologize. No, it's fine. It's fine. You're real, man. You, you got the tequila in you. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Avion Tequila, Avion, Avion, however you want to pronounce it. So that's the point of your brand right now. So the point of my brand but is... the pieces that you're going to be designing, what are those like now? So the pieces, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain in the product space initially. Um, I have a very exclusive list that... A few people will get apparel apparel pieces to help kind of drive awareness. Who's one of those people? DJ Steph Loss. There he is. There he is. Um, but I I have had great success with like bags and accessories. I think it's something in me that's very architectural that I love about them. And I think it's important to continue to innovate. I will get bored if I'm just making like things that don't have a point. Um, I travel a lot, so I feel like travel is a great place to solve problems around. So, when you say travel, do you mean like flew it out or? Okay. All right, never mind. The, that, that, that's another conversation. All right, all right, all right so you travel a lot. <laughs> so I get... <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, so it's a good thing my mom's not going to hear this. Yeah, trust me, we're definitely sending it to Desiree. So, um, so anyway, I... I'm going to continue with accessories. Um, I'm, I'm launching with basically art pieces. I love, I love 3D art. I love modern art, pop art. So I'm launching with pieces that basically become my muse for the product. So instead of having seasons like spring, summer, fall, holiday, or fall, winter, um, I'm going to launch with muses. So it'll be muse one, and then there will be derivatives of those muses that are the product. So it's accessories. It'll be footwear. Um, there, there will be some apparel. I have a great interest in furniture. Oh, nice. Um, so it'll be like medium heavy, meaning like concrete, um, PVC, foil. Like there'll be a very strong uh, aesthetic. You might as well have been speaking Mandarin Oriental the last, <laughs> the last couple of sentences you were saying. Somebody's listening to this and understands it, but you might as well. People will like get PVC, it. Before, I'm like, yeah. People yeah, yeah. will we'll understand. It's going to be a very strong visual expression, very tight, very dialed, like very minimalist in, in the point that I'm trying to make. Okay. And then the products that like you would buy would be like the backpack or, you know, I want a couch. I might want a chair. If you wanna... want the stool that will be made out of like translucent, whatever. And it goes back to the muse and the art piece that I'm creating initially. Tell so what I'm going to buy, what I would want. Yeah, you're going to want it all, so it's all right. fine. That's what it is. So I wanted to ask you, but I think I know the answer to this um, already, is, um, you know, everyone makes this this 2020 thing, this 2020 vision, yeah. this 2020 year, this decade thing is like a big deal. So everyone is like, I want to do this in 2020. I want to do this in 2020. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, how do you see your 2020 um, looking that much different from your 2019? But your 2019 was basically put on a hot, so this yeah, is like a resurgence for you. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I'm not even, I'm, I'm calling it a launch. It's not a relaunch. I'm, I am launching in 2020. Um, I have a couple speaking things lined up. I have great um, anticipation to finally, like, put my mind in people's hands, and that is going to be something that I finally get to do this year. Like, I'm finally fulfilling, like, I'm finally coming to a fruition it, this is the start blocks of something that will be a very long time, but it's this moment I've been waiting for for a long time. So this year means a lot to me. It's also 2019 taught me a lot about how to maneuver. Um, you know, when you don't, when you're not operating in a in a structure or like I said, a system. Yeah. Um, you have to be resourceful. You have to be savvy. You have to be scrappy, and you have to be smart with your with your relationships. And I think that, you know. This this project is predicated on love and on compassion and getting people to understand that this is not just going to be another name brand that we all, you know, might love or want to buy. But this is really about a movement that um, I see taking over my life. So 2020 is kind of just the beginning of that. And I'm 
excited. Well, I'm already proud of you. I told you, like, you're one of the people that, uh, I mean, recently you've been the person. Anytime I've come to L.A., I'm like, yo. Yeah. What are we doing? We, what are we doing? We have to link. I have to. We have to. I have to get this energy from you. I'm always about being around like-minded individuals. And you are one of those people for me right now. So I was, uh, you're welcome. Aww. So I was like, yo, let me get this podcast Let's back up in. and going. And then I was like, let me, uh, let me talk to Brittany. Yeah. By the way, this is like, we're really looking dead at each other right now. Facts. Talking. I can't wait till we get this. <laughs> toe like, to toe. Yeah, I can't wait till we get this like popping. We could collect the visuals so we can look like the Paul Rivera podcast. Yeah, more cool. He, yeah. Not the podcast, the setup. The setup, yeah, we gotta get the setup. He got a studio. The, the black, I gotta get a studio. You gotta get a studio. We gotta get the a floss stu- studio. The floss studio, FS. Yeah. FS. We might need to make you a logo. You said what? We might need to make you a logo. I've been, do- I've been doing my own design. Oh wow. Right now. Oh yeah, you needed a, you needed an illustrator like <laughs> tutorial. <laughs> tutorial, you're supposed to give me one, right? I got you. I got you. I promised you that much. There it is, Brittany. I gotta let you go because guess what? Yes. We have a national, by the way, I'm going to date this. I don't even know when this is going to be put out, but the national championship game is going on right, right now. now. I can't even see who's winning. Do you Neither know who's can. winning? No. It's a commercial. The Ohio State University Buckeyes are playing. So Shout out to Chase. Shout out to Chase. Shout out to Clutch. Shout, Shout out to Clutch Football now. So that's it. Anything? By the way, I think I'm going to start doing this. Is there anything you want to ask me? One question before we get up out of here. Oof. One question. Make it a good one oh. because we got to go. We got to go. We got one question. I'll give you one, one question. One question? One question. One question. Hurry up. What's the thing you're changing in 2020? What's the thing I'm changing? I'm going to trust people more. Ooh, I like it. I'm going to trust people more. I had a conversation. Shout out to my brother, Kevin Crenshaw. Uh, we had a conversation the other day, and I've always lived my life like we're trying to do everything myself and I have so much going yeah. on but besides like with myself with this with anything I have going on with running with the winners yeah with everything and I try to do it all myself and then I yeah. start realizing like yo you have to have a team with each of these things and like you can yeah. delegate responsibility and you have to trust other people like you can't just go mark of a great leader yeah you can't just go through your life not trusting people and PR actually PR we had a dinner um, during Basel and I'm not going to elaborate it, but we talked about someone that's very successful, um, um, someone that's very successful and how they, they're very successful because they learned how to trust other people yeah. and do it. And I was like, yo. Well, I, you have to have great people. That's another yeah, thing yeah, yeah, he always yeah. says. You need great people. So I need to start. That's what I'm going to change. Trusting I, great people. I'm going to trust. Are you, can you be somebody I can trust? We already know the answer to that one. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> Cut, cut down on your flyouts and we'll be fine. Oh my God, there are zero flyouts for the Brittany record. Brittany Peroni, ladies zero. and gentlemen. Brittany Peroni, the right. brand is D Peroni. Peroni. Follow on Instagram, D I underscore P I E R O N I. Do you want to give them your regular one? Nah. No, it's not about me. It's not about you. No, it's about the people. And shout out to Desiree. Desiree, we love you. Desiree, we love you. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen.